two misguided coaches, one formidable goal. This is the Centre Pass Podcast. Well, we are back with episode eight of the Centre Pass Podcast, and it is a pretty special one today because we've finally had a game of netball, mate. Mate, it's been quite a while in the making. First one, though, in the can, uh, we've, we've had our debut. How good. Yeah, so obviously we're going to get to that. We're going to talk about the game very shortly, but we've got to get through a few things first. So first of all, we've had our first proper training on Thursday. How did you think it went, mate? Because yeah, there was something very important missing, wasn't there? Yeah, some would say uh, something massive was missing at that training, and it was me. I was away for work, unfortunately, all week. I, I was... Across the country, really, bit of a, a nationwide work event. Started on Monday and got back uh, on Saturday morning, so flew back down from Auckland to make it just in time for the game. But unfortunately, that did mean that I couldn't be at training, which was I was really I was genuinely really gutted about because it would have been really good to get everyone together and to really start that uh, cultural building together. But I also had a lot of faith in you, mate, that you would do a bloody good job by yourself. How 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 did you find it? Yeah, so obviously, like we had that pickup session just before Easter. Yeah. And, you know, there's a few players available, some not. And so it was really good to get the whole team together. I, I mean, obviously, coming in solo, I was pretty nervous. Like the night before, I made through, I went through and made sure I was proper ready for everything, had planned out all the things, knew, made sure I knew all the drills well enough to teach them. Yeah. The whole day, I was really nervous about making sure it goes well. Like you've told a bunch of my clients, you know. Oh, I've got the first training tonight, pretty nervous. And I ended up there like an hour early. I sat in the car park. It made it way worse. No, don't do that. Yeah. I think I may have even sent you a little voice message, you know, sitting in the car park pretty early. I actually got, I did, rem- I do remember getting that voice message. And I was in Wellington at the time and I was looking at my watch nervously for 8 p.m. because obviously that's when training was going to start. Uh, and so uh, hearing that little voice message, a little bit of, nervousness and nervousness in there I was I was very much with you mate from from half a country away yeah and so we got into training and there was a bit of admin that had to go about like the girls had to make sure they could the game day dress so they had to go see you know one of the lovely committee members Andrea and get a dress from her and there was a bit of time where we were sitting there and you know just having a little chit chat to the few players who had arrived some you know still had to arrive from classes and stuff like that some were still sorting out, making sure their dresses fit. And so there's a little bit there. And then we obviously went into our little bit of team talk. It's the first proper sort of whole team talk. Unfortunately, a few players still out. And we'll get to that a little bit in a moment. But we decided, and we, we planned this, that we'd have our team culture talk at the start, you know, and plan off basically, you know, listening to, you know, Rainer and, and Knowles, you know, about, you know, making sure we set these, these shared values and yeah. shared goals at the start. And so we, we got together and we sort of, and I did have to lead us a little bit, but, you know, understandable, just a bit nervous, everyone probably as well. And we came up with a few things here and I'm just going to get it out on my phone so I don't get it wrong here. Yeah. And I, and I was, again, this is something that I was really, really keen to be a part of, but not being able to be there, it was, it was pretty disappointing, but Obviously, I spoke to the girls in our group chat. I spoke to our, our athletes about expectations, and we spoke about that, didn't we, in the first sort of session. So this was our chance to expand on that and to actually build a bit of a house, as Knowles would say. But what what did you guys agree on? 
Yeah, so it came up with a pretty important one. There's a few girls who had a season or two off, some coming in with a few injuries here and there. So the first one we came up with was the survive the season, which I thought was pretty important. Yeah, that's good. And, and I think it, but particularly because there are so many, like you mentioned, who are only returning to the sport after a, a season or so away, it's going to take time for them to build back into, you know, playing, you know, every week, you know, training once a week, playing and once that uh, once a week, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so the next one, I think the vital to any sport, like it's why we play sport. It, it's to have fun. Mm. You know, and when it comes down to it, if you're not having fun, there's not a lot of reason to be in that sport. So, you know, that one's obviously important. Absolutely. Now I'm going to skip the next one because I think we're going to come to that one last. The next one for us was to be competitive. You know, we didn't have to win games but we wanted to push teams, didn't we? Yeah, that's it. And, and I think when it comes to giving the players motivation, you know, it's so much easier when you're competitive than when you're not competitive to then make it to training, to then push yourself that bit further because you're only that much away from, you know, winning and, and or getting close. And so that's, I guess, the whole ethos behind it, isn't it? It's if you're close, there's a lot more motivation to continue that competitiveness and to build on it as well. Yeah, so obviously, like winning would be great, but if we got really close and we pushed teams, and that's a you know as a pretty good bonus if we do come away with a loss, unfortunately. And then the last or second to last one now is to, to be good sportsmen. You know, go out there and and play with you know the the sort of fairness of the sport. You know, take respect for the sport, respect for the other players, and respect for our teammates, really, and respect for the umpires as well. Yeah, I think as you'll eventually probably hear, one of the umpires was uh, officiating their first game. Uh, we were their first game, so they're as nervous as everybody else, and so that's important as well in terms of respect for all of the elements of netball. Yeah, it was uh, one that I think is really important around how you come off as a group. So you can build up this really good team culture and stuff like that, but if your team culture is to go out there and to play play the win no matter what and it means getting dirty then I don't know it doesn't look great and I think you know sometimes it helps you walk off that court hold your head high you know head high and you know go home and tell your mates about how the game went if you played with you know respect out there I remember in one of the other episodes when we were talking to Knowles I think I, I said to her you know there's mana the mana of a team comes from how you deal with defeat rather than how you bask in success and so I'm I'm really really chuffed that we've decided to incorporate that into our culture, and that's a that's a really good one. Awesome. Yeah, and so I actually have a little bonus one here. We didn't really put it down, but it was just to have a good team culture and get around each other, which is also really important. But our last goal for the season, team goal, was to to beat the uh, Uni Albion white team, which is Liv's team. We've called her out before, but we'll call her out one more time on the podcast. Liv, we're coming for your team, so yeah, get ready for it. No, but I think in, in all seriousness, though, it sounds like a really good start. And it's so nice when you have players actively contributing to the culture as well. And that's, I think, something that we really wanted to emphasize early on is that this was not just our expectations of the team, but this is something that we want players to buy into, but also to help shape. You know, the house isn't made for the players, the players make the house. And so, it's great that they've been involved and it's great that they are helping to steer that as much as we are to craft it. So now let's talk about the training. So obviously 
first training, the bit of nerves on myself. I, we're looking just to build into it and you know get through the basics like your four corners and just get some hands going. Uh, we put them under a little bit of pressure to sort of test their mind at the same time. So we had them calling out you know their middle names just to have a bit of a laugh and you know and switch that brain on. Mm. And we were building into training nicely, and it was a it was a really good effort. Like I think. I struggled maybe to sort of get across the the drills as well as I'd like and sort of help. I think that maybe led to a little bit of lack of intensity in the drill. But I think that's something we'll both be learning from as a as a group and the way that we can build that into really turning them onto game day drills to build the game day. Mm. Uh, but we did finish with a little bit of a in you know full court. Okay. session against the white team and we put a decent effort in. i don't know what the score was didn't take track of that but it looked about about even i think we took blow for blow really that's maybe good we um maybe started a little bit hotter than them and then they sort of came back a little bit as we struggled a, a little in the middle there mm. but one of the best things was that as we had a little break we came in had a little discussion about what we wanted to work on a little bit and then we were able to go out there and put it into practice straight away which was really cool to see really it's awesome and, and it really shows that players are not only just listening but they're also actively understanding that they might need to change something in order to change a bit of a flow or a bit of rhythm so that that's awesome that they were so receptive but also knew that they had the power to change that mid-game it's awesome yeah and and the the full court session just led us to one little thing that was sort of looming over our weekend which was mm. a little bit of a shooter's dilemma. We didn't, didn't we have a little bit of issue there, didn't we? Yeah, the shooting department was about as full as old Mother Hubbard's cupboard. She was she was fairly fairly dry, wasn't she, in terms of well, for a number of reasons, really, actually. Yeah. So you know, for our listeners, we have uh, four shooters available, sort of in our squad. Two of them are you know shooters who predominantly play shooting. Uh, you know shooters and then we have a couple of mid callers who who are slide into the shooting circle there which which unfortunately three well two out of four of them had COVID yeah and they and, got it two or three days out from the game too yeah. didn't they that was very very middle of the week kind of let us know yeah and then the other thing was one of our other girls had another reason medical reason that she was going to be out mm. and she wasn't going to get doctor's clearance until early next week and so we were you know pushing a, a midfielder into the shooting circle and you know thank you to Ella for going outside your sort of comfort zone for yeah. the team you did an excellent job trying Absolutely. to fill that role but yeah that was our big head scratch going into to Saturday. Nice nice that we've got the players who are willing to put ego aside and to play roles that they're not comfortable with for the wider team. I think that says a lot about the team culture that we're trying to build as well, that people are willing to put aside their personal comfort zones in order to help the team of 11 that we've got on the court as well. I think that's a really positive sign, not only for the team, but for the culture of the team as well. Yeah, it was really awesome to see. And so the best news probably came with the day after the training, about halfway through Friday, where one of our shooters, Sonia, had told us that she'd got her medical clearance early and was available to play. Oh, relief. It was a certain relief. I'm sure Ella was excited to hear that she would not be forced to be a shooter all game because um, <laughs> that's where we were at. 
So that was great. Thank you, you know, to Sonia for going out of her way to sort of get that clearance for the team as well. So I think that brings us to Saturday. Really, yeah. do you want us? Do you want to walk us through how that that game, that little game day, broke down? Really, where do we start? I flew in, so I flew into Dunedin at nine o'clock on Saturday morning. Very, very nervous man. I think the main thing for me was that it was really important to prepare well. And I remember getting home, and Cam, you were there, obviously. And one of the main things that you asked me to do was pick up some chocolate milk, some iced buns, and a couple of other bits and pieces. And I and I kind of joked and laughed at you, and you said, "No, no, 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 no. This is this is high performance." And then I kind of. I wasn't sure whether you were joking until I heard from the players later on that that's what they used they used to. So I was like, oh, okay, this is this yeah. is real because in that sort of case, I have a, a pretty high performance diet. You know, six to seven <clears> days a week at this stage. I don't want to burst your bubble here, mate, but that's you know, I mean, it's one of the better sort of easiest ways to deliver a recovery meal in high performance sport. But that's a recovery meal, not an everyday meal. Okay, whatever. Thanks for food shaming me on my own podcast, but no, but 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 what was, it was really exciting. Obviously, uh, Cam and I put our suits on, and and I think that was for me a real key moment. That's when it hit for me that it was game day. It was something that we had to look forward to, and so we went to the Edgar Center. I had to pick up a player on the way there. Bumped into a few on the way into the Edgar Center, and we got into our team chat. Uh, we spoke about in groups of attackers, defenders and middies, what we wanted to achieve that day. Uh, a lot of them spoke about the need to communicate and the need to put in a good performance. Unfortunately, uh, you know, we started off a little uh, a little slow, a little slow out of the blocks. And, and obviously Cam has spoken about the shooter's dilemma that we had. But eventually we, we finished quarter one, you know, defensively really strong. But at that attacking end, we were probably just missing uh, one or two things there. So we went into quarter time 6-3 behind. So we had a bit of a chat about how close we were to to them and, and despite, you know, how the quarter had gone, we were very impressed by how defensively strong we were. Came out in the second quarter, won it. Won the second quarter, 8-7. Brilliant. We're back in the game here. We're only trailing by two at halftime. We put a big message in, didn't we, Cam, at halftime? Yeah, it was one of those ones where I think quarter one, we may have looked at each other a little bit and gone, oh no, mate, like, have we not? Given these girls what they need. And then I think the one thing that was came from quarter one was also, this is a bit messy from everyone. It was first quarter of Rusty. the season. Yeah. But yeah, we came through quarter two and wow, it was suddenly game on and we let them know. And we, I think that was one thing we did discuss earlier was this is a full game. Like we got to go the full 40 minutes. I think we had the you know superior fitness here. And I think you know the longer we go and stay in it, the, the better chance we have. Damn right. So we were trailing by two at quarter at half time, and uh, I think it was thirteen uh, eleven. It was that we were down. We went on to score the first three goals of quarter three to take the lead. We then had the centre pass. Unfortunately, couldn't convert that, and so they came back to level pegging. Eventually, we won that quarter as well, seven six. So going into the final quarter, it was one goal in it. And so, you know, basically we, we just told the girls, stay composed, you know, stay in your zone. Uh, don't worry too much about um, everything else. They will tire. And, you know, if we stay composed, we'll be in with a great shout here. Unfortunately, you know, the, the 
the quarter was very even. It was neck and neck, blow for blow. And it ended up a seven-all draw that last quarter. So he ended up losing the game by a single goal. It was 26-25, the final score cam. Yeah. So first of all, well done to Charlie's Angels. You know, he came out and gave Absolutely. us a really good fight. Obviously, you know, we're reasonably happy with that. It was a little bit disappointed to get so close, you know. You know, it almost could have been it felt a little bit easier and maybe a little bit easier on my heart if it wasn't like one point in it mm. but very happy with that that performance overall really you think about you think about that first quarter heads could have gone down you know spirit could have gone and we could have ended up losing i don't know by 10 or whatever but what we did is we found our character we worked into the game we picked up a competition point for finishing within three or five goals. I don't, don't know what it is. It's five, yeah. Five. So we we have a point. We have our first competition point, which I'm ecstatic about. We've had one full training as a as a team, a very disrupted build-up with COVID, with Easter break, Anzac break. We've had one little catch-up session and one full session. So then to put that performance together, I think, speaks quite a lot about our fighting spirit. You know, we trailed throughout the whole game, except for maybe a minute. And so to just keep fighting and to keep pushing through, I think is a really good testament for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it was it's a really good way to sort of see us, you know, come together as a team and really put that sort of that team culture that we wanted to build on together and and build on that throughout that game. And we just got better and better, you know, maybe a little bit of final quarters jitters just to sort of maybe slow us down there a little bit and maybe some senior heads from the other team just allowed them to close that out. But I you know, can't ask for much more. Yeah, and, and you're right. Credit to Charlie's Angels. They're a team that have played together a lot and so you know have a lot of experience on their side. I'm going to offer my final thought here of the game. You know, I've got one word for it, bittersweet. You know, probably a bit more bitter, but there's still quite a lot of sweet. We have our first competition point, We've got a really good team culture laid down. I think we've got a really, really good foundation that we can really build on ahead of this weekend. Cam, what, what about you, mate? Do you have a final thought? Yeah, so I got a, a couple there. First of all, we achieved our goal. So you know, at the training, we set out to be competitive, have fun, be good sportsmen, you know, survive. We got through. No one was injured. No one, you know, no one came off that with an injury. We came through and obviously we were competitive to you know, go down by one and looked like they had a lot of fun out there and they were really good sports out there. So it was, it was really good to see. The next thing was, you know, just looking to try and win those key moments. I think, that, you know, mm. it, it's sometimes hard to see those key moments in the game until you look back at it. But, you know, just looking to, to try and feel and find those moments out and, and win those and on to the next one. Sounds good to me, mate. So that's Coach Matru and I's final thoughts. You know, as I said, a bit of a nail biter through. I had to pace up and down the sideline to just sort of contain my nerves there a little bit. But enough from us. Let's go to, you know, one of our players and we're going to throw to Amanda for her thoughts on the game and how we did. You're listening to the Centre Pass podcast. Awesome. So we've got Amanda here today. Amanda, first up, a one-goal loss. How do you feel the game went for us as a team? I mean, honestly, I think it was just really good to get all of us out and playing together um, on the weekend. Obviously, first game for everyone, and it was so cool just 
playing and feeling and experiencing. I mean, yeah, it was a wee bit gutting losing by one, but I mean, hey, we all had fun, so can't fault that. Yeah, that's the main thing, isn't it? It's about getting on court, having the opportunity to get out on court, particularly after a couple of COVID-disrupted years. Did you, what did you take out of the game? I think we're actually going to do pretty well this season, to be honest. Um, we flowed really well, considering it was the first time we played. And really, we had some 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 fight in us you know there's some a lot of couple feisty players in our team which I'm excited to see (laughs) um (laughs) where that goes this year so no I definitely think a very strong team for this year so cool yeah there was some really interesting momentum eh? like I remember after half time we came out and I think we scored four in a row and uh, really took it to the other team who have obviously been playing together for for decades um that's got to only be things that we can improve on isn't it over the next week or so what do you think we need to improve ahead of this weekend I think realising that we can we can hold on to that ball for three seconds, I think we got quite rushed throughout the, the game, especially in those last couple quarters. Um, a couple ball, balls got chucked away here and there, so I think just you know slowing down, taking that deep breath and realising we do have the opportunity to just stand and wait, you know, um, yeah. And how are, you sort of, how are you sort of finding, obviously, like you said, it's first game playing together, combinations are looking pretty pretty good already, but how are you finding just the, the energy of the group, how you're gelling so far? And, you know, obviously first game on court, it's going to be a bit rusty, but nice to be in the middle with a lot of the girls who are playing as a team for the first time. Yeah, as I said, you know, we, we worked really well together, um, considering we've only had a couple times, you know, training together. It was good. There was a really good flow, especially from defence to the midcourt. Um, and I think that as the game went on, we improved that flow into the, the shooter area as well. So while it may be something we can work on, I definitely think that, you know, we've got the baseline there and it's just improving on it. Yeah, and you guys had some serious hops uh, at the end there as well. There were some serious rebounds coming through as well, which is only a good thing, right? As I said, we've got a feisty team, so <laughs> it would be, be very cool to see where we, where we end up at the end of the season. Yeah, too right, too right. What are, we, what are you looking to target, I guess, for the next couple? We've got two more games and then it's crossover after that. What are you hoping to get out of the next couple of games? I think, well, I'm defence player, so I think specifically in defence is getting that communication up, um, having that flow around the circle so that we're not tying, tiring ourselves out too much. Um, but also, I think team morale. I mean, I'm excited to get a couple of events in there, you know, get to know the girls some more, especially uh, you and Campbell as well, you know. It'd be uh, very exciting to, to get to know you guys better. Oh boy, um, no, no, no dress for me, thanks. Um, but no, looking forward to the rest of how the season's going to play out, particularly this first round. It's so short and sharp, isn't it? You know, you're, you're one game in and that's a third of the round gone, so it's, it's kind of make or break now, isn't it, as well? It is, it is. But I mean, from what I've seen of these girls, I, I believe that they, they have the power and the, and the push to get there. So I think next week, you know, over and up, maybe we win by one next week. So, you know, looking, looking forward to it. Bloody good. <laughs> Thanks so much, Amanda. Really appreciate it. No, thank you very much. You're listening to the Centre Pass podcast. Well, thank you very much, Amanda. It was really nice to hear your thoughts. But next, we're going to go into sort of what we've learned. So our segment, Dear Diary, where we discuss what we've learned in the week. Mate, do you want to lead us off? Yeah, so this is for those who haven't heard before. We generally like to talk about uh, something that we've learned, generally kind of a skill that we've picked up or, or something else that we may have seen. Obviously, we have quite a lot to talk about from the game that we've learned. Number one for me is, uh, you know, obviously very early on in the game, they they put in a zone defense 
against us and we just didn't really prepare for that. So I've kind of spent a little bit of this week thinking a bit more about that and how we can counter that. So that was you know, a very useful thing for me to learn as defence coach is you know, when you have a zone defence put on you, how do we sort of outthink that? So yeah, quite useful for me. What about you, mate? You've got one lined up? Yeah, I guess I had the sort of, you had a sort of defence eye on to it and I had a bit of an attacker's eye on to how to sort of beat that zone defence and you know look into ways to pick up the defender and then break them away to disrupt. That was a really good way to learn. But probably just one thing that we had to learn was sort of game day prep. You know, mm. we've done, done a lot of you know, work around trainings, prep for trainings, we'd prep, you know, what we'd be sort of looking like during the game but come sort of Saturday morning we're looking at each other like oh mate we've got to make sure we're ready from you know we've told them to be there at 140 at the Echo Centre what are we doing from 140 through to you know centre pass at 220 and so that was where we sort of had to quickly go in and do a little bit of soul searching and find some stuff and I think we we need to still improve there don't we we you know we found a few ways to sort of get a warm up going and stuff like that and maybe some jewels that we can work on, but I think that somewhere where we can still iron out, don't we? Yeah, I think it's hard, isn't it? Because when you're doing it for the first time, you're not really sure about whether the players will buy into it or whether you know you're always clock watching. You're always unsure whether you'll have enough time for everything. So now that we've had one of those warm ups under our belts, we know what time the players need to arrive. We know what time probably to the minute that we can time things out so that we're not wasting time waiting for the court to be available, waiting for this, that and the other. So you know, a lot more structure I think is going to be very, very useful for us. Yeah, it was something that we, you know, maybe didn't think of too much because we were so focused on game and trainings that that little piece between it had slipped our minds a little bit. Another thing was I really enjoyed the the fact that we were generally pretty good on our comms and the yeah. way that that I learned a lot about how that can just really pull us together and and you know the best way to deliver that which was pretty interesting and, and really vital learning as well. There was the the great thing about the comms if I can just you know piggyback on yours is it wasn't just through the players on the court who were communicating you know the two players who were on the sideline were also, you know, supporting the team and, you know, saying well done almost and then a set, all that sort of stuff. So that was really nice. And what I think that did is it added to our overall composure. You know, when we were on the ball, we had a lot of support from the sideline. Obviously, we we offered our support as well. Um, and so overall, I think defensively, you know, we were very, very composed. And overall, I think we were very, very good. But there were just some, like you mentioned earlier, some key moments where we probably need a bit more composure as well. But I think the good thing about that is that is very, very trainable. And so that is probably something that we'll look to work on in the future. Yeah, definitely. Like obviously coming into that fourth quarter, you know, just that little extra composure, which I think comes from some game day stuff together, would, would have maybe given us a chance to close that out. There's lots to learn from there. There's a couple more things we did learn, but we're going to keep that a little bit closer to our chest, leave that between us and the team. Live Lemon, you can stop taking notes now, but stop taking notes. Yeah, just in case, you know, anyone's listening. So we're going to go on to our next segment now. It's a new segment, and we're going to call that The Situation. So 
for our listeners, this is where we're going to sort of run down what's happening in our division, you know, our next game, where we're sort of posed and what that means for us. But first, I think we'll throw to you, Machu, to sort of discuss our sort of structure of our Senior 1 division. Yeah, so this is Senior 1 for dummies. Basically how it works is for this first round, there are two pools of four teams each. And so basically it's a very short round. It's a shortened round, so you only play three games. And depending on where you finish up, you will play the same team who finishes in the same position in the other pool. So for example, first will play first, second will play second, third, third, fourth, fourth. Now why does that matter? Well, as we found out, if you finish fourth in your pool and you play the other team who finishes fourth in pool A, you will both be relegated to senior two. On the other side of the coin, if you finish first in your pool, pool B is our pool, and you will play pool A's first place winner, you will be playing off to see which of the 7th and 8th place teams in Prem C you'll be playing for promotion relegation. So it's not only really important to see where you finish at the top of the table, it's also really important that we avoid coming forth. We avoid that, we are safe, and we achieve our goal for that first round of survival. Yeah, and I think, you know, looking at it, one one win in the, in the first round, ticks us in that safe column most likely so it'd be looking really you know really looking forward to hopefully just getting that ticked off this weekend coming yeah and the other thing there is that's the first round now round two is a little bit later on where we will be playing everybody so this round only has three kind of matches that we have and then it's cutthroat do or die we could be promoted within three games four games we could be uh, relegated three games to four games, but the second round will be a full round, so semi-finals and the like. Yeah, the first round's pretty scary. It, it sort of, you know, puts you under that pressure to go perform from you know the minute you start, and you know a lot of the teams are coming together. It's quite exciting, quite scary. I'm very nervous. Obviously, you know, didn't quite get to win this week. I'm really looking forward to the next week. Like I want it to be now. Mm-hmm. But after that game, mate, where do we currently sit in our pool? So, Cam, that's a very good question. I think one thing that is a real positive of the defeat is how close the margin of defeat was. So we currently sit in third position of four with a goal difference of minus one. The fourth place team also picked up a bonus point. So we we have one point, they have one point. They have a goal difference of minus three. So a very, very tight leaderboard very early on, what you'd expect after one round, but it does show that it's high stakes netball and we only have two more games to really determine our own fate. Yeah, exactly. Which brings us to our preview for this week's game. So this week we take on, on the 7th of May at the Eager Centre at 10.20am, we take on Fazed Teal. Now Fazed Teal are currently the fourth place team they had a narrow loss to St. Hilda's, I believe. Yeah. And so, you know, this could be a very crucial game for us to, you know, pick up that first win. I'm really looking forward to it. What are your thoughts, mate? Look, plenty on the line. I am nervous just thinking about the game, thinking about all the repercussions. But I think what I saw from our girls on Saturday 
really allowed me to feel a sense of confidence as well. You know, considering the disrupted build-up we had, the few players that we did help with have out with injury or COVID, I should say. Uh, you know, we have a reasonably full squad to choose from this week. So I'm feeling pretty confident and, you know, we're, I think we'll be ready to go. I, I'm, I'm feeling excited. I'm not feeling nervous anymore. I'm feeling a lot more excitement than I did last time. Yeah. So obviously, you know, I think I've got a little bit of nerves, but you know, we'll go through those mental skills that Craig taught us last week, you know, prepare them up and time to visualize. Yeah. Time to visualize, you know, walking up and down that sideline. No, <laughs> you know, I'm really excited to, to sort of go out there and get onto that next part of our journey. I'm, you know, I think if we put it all together, we've, we've got what we need and, and we're going to come out on top. I think you're right. And I think, sorry, just to jump in here as well. We have such a good team. Like we, we have so much untapped potential in our team. I can't begin to describe it. You know, I think that's one thing that I saw. You know, we won two out of four quarters last Saturday. You know, we and in a team that were playing a very tight zone defense against us. So there's so much to be learned that we can take away from that game. Being able to build on that is exciting, and and I think we have a very good chance of showing everyone how we like to play. Yes, exactly, mate. And one other thing is obviously got a, you know a more of a full strength team as well, like a bit more subs and a bit more you know players to start building up on our, our links and stuff like that. So I'll be looking forward to sort of bringing a, a full team and a full bench to sort of throw the kitchen sink at them. Well, very well. That is sort of our episode, mate. So we'd love to see you down at the Edgar Centre on the 7th of May at 10.20 to support our girls. But that's probably the wrap of the episode. You know, you can always send us your feedback. At please Cent- do. Please do. Yeah, very much. Please do. So you can send us your feedback at center.pass.nz at gmail.com or center underscore pass underscore nz at Instagram or the Center Pass podcast on Facebook. So please get in contact. Let us know what you want to know. Any questions, just fire them away at us or just feedback for the, you know, the, the podcast in general. We look forward to hearing from you. But that's all for this week. Bye for now. See you. Thanks for listening to Centre Pass. Check out centre underscore pass underscore NZ on social media and on Spotify for more.